It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's up, lacrosse fans? Welcome back to Lax Class. Uh, Lax Class 159 is about to hit your ears. Jake Kelly, Jamie Dowick back with you for another episode here. And as always, a big show lined up for you. Uh, we'll talk about that in a few minutes here, Jamie. Uh, Monday here in British Columbia, the rain is beginning to fall once again. Uh, Man, oh man, it's the flooding here has has really turned this province uh, upside down. I'm I'm hoping this isn't a, another sign of things to come here. But uh, welcome back to the podcast, man. What's uh, what's going on back in Oakville on a Monday? Well, it's starting to get a little cold here in Ontario, Dumbo. Yeah. Like uh, I think we're going to see some snow Is before not too long. I, uh, oh, it's man. coming. Um, I I think they've got it a little north of here already so far but it's getting cold in oakville and uh i'm kind of I'm, I'm expecting it and i'm kind of ready for it well i'll tell you man uh danny and i went for a nice little walk uh yesterday out there in ambleside in west vancouver and it was just gorgeous along the water a little nippy but not uh not bad at all uh what else happened on the weekend here my langley rams jamie i've been talking about my rams a lot uh did they win they finally got past the six-time defending Canadian Bowl champions in the Saskatoon Hilltops. They're six-try trying to beat these guys, and they got past them, so now just one more game to go. They're actually heading your way huh? in a couple of weeks to take on the Beef Eaters. Have you ever heard of the Beef Eaters oh. uh, back there in Ontario? I believe they're out of London, if I'm not mistaken. Beef eaters sound mean. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'm not counting any chickens yet, but usually whoever comes out of the Prairie or or the BCFC usually is the team to prevail when it comes to the Canadian Bowl. Um, so I'm liking Langley's chances. They had a historic year defensively and got past the Hilltops. I just don't see them blowing this opportunity. So good luck to my Rams in a couple of weeks. Uh, what about you, man? You got a, you had an exhibition game going on this weekend. Uh, took on the Mammoth, if I'm not mistaken. So some highlights that was following along on, on Twitter with the tweets. Uh, looked like the Rock Boys kind of put a good 60 together against Colorado. Yeah, it was a uh, much more regular lineup for us than maybe in the first game. And, uh, you know, we were pre- overall pretty pleased with, with the way we came out and played. And, uh, Started with our goaltending. We Rosie played his first game of the preseason, and and he was really solid. And you know, defense was really solid. And you know, when those two things are cooking, it kind of gives a chance for your offense to find their groove. And they and they did as well. So, um, you know, it was a good, good, good kind of uh, you know, not so much result because we don't really. I mean, yeah, you want to win, but the results, whatever. We were pleased with our our progress so far in camp, and and you know, progress we made from one week to the next. So well, what we do hope you got here? You got another. That. You got another week to go. Roster submissions have to be in by, I believe, November the twenty eighth. 
So you're looking at a week here. Uh, I would think most guys and most teams, most GMs, coaches, what have you, have a pretty good idea of, of what they're going to go into the season with now. Are you at that point? Have you made final decisions, cuts? I know you probably can't say who they are, but is the roster? Well, set? no, I can, I can say who they are because they're all in. I only, got 20, I only have 25 guys on my okay. uh, roster. So while we haven't announced active and practice roster, mm. um, you know, we only have 25 runners uh, on our team right now. So Speaking of that, Jamie, I know there was some discussion between the PA and the BOGs about practice roster sizes, whether it's going to be four or six. And from what I can understand, still waiting a decision on that. Can you give us any insight? Uh, I don't believe waiting on any decision. It's it's the same as it's always been, and that's four. And, uh, so 25, 21, and four, essentially. Yes, sir. Yes. Okay, good to know. Uh, what else do I want to know here? Well, I'll, I'll, let's let's talk about this. Can we? Go we got to talk about fantasy for a minute okay. here because I got I got I got a big announcement here. Okay, okay, okay. I was well, I was, I was complaining. I was complaining about losing to Sawyer by a point on that comeback. Yeah. How about a Wednesday scoring adjustment oh. where one of my defense or my D guy on my defense. They must have given him credit for a sack that they didn't originally rule to him. Oh. I ended up tying Sawyer last week. Is like uh, a commissioner's ruling here? Like did something? No, like- no, no. Just, just the web. Like we do it on uh, CBS Sports, right. where we pay for that website. So you so went back on I didn't Wednesday. Even, or- I didn't even know. Maddie said it was just until on Wednesday. He was looking, I guess, at the standings and saw he was seven two and one. And went back and looked, and all of a sudden, our game was showing that it was tied. And I guess he figured I so he texts me and says, "What's up?" I'm like, "I have no idea." Oh, uh, so yeah, I got, I got, uh, that turned out real good. What it's do we got tonight? A giant, Giants playing tonight? I didn't even look tonight. Yeah, Giants, Tampa Bay. Bucks got a rebound here tonight. They can't lose to the I, Giants, right? Like that. That's a given. Well, you wouldn't think they could, but I mean, how many games? Like, look at what happened in the NFL yesterday again. I, I mean, know. it's just crazy. Like, teams that... Oh, man. I know. didn't want... To. My Hawks, three and seven. Russell Wilson is out the door in Seattle. It's going to be a new era here coming up next year in Seattle. I think they're... Is he gone? Yeah. How do you get rid of him? He's well, not the problem. No, they got no offensive line. He is the problem because he doesn't want... I don't think he wants to be here anymore. Well, we'll take him in, we'll take him in Denver. Well, I'll tell you what. Like, that's one of the this was my think- most enjoyable weekend of the season so far being a Broncos fan like they didn't play they they didn't know no frustration and I, I guess the Dallas game was a, turned out to be a good one but oh, listen, I, I you know he could, he could very well end up in Denver but anyways this is a lacrosse yeah. podcast here Jamie so we should probably stick to to that topic uh I wanted to ask you about the potential of an NLL video game has there been like i always see people online suggested i've seen the league kind of talk about it. i know players would love has there been any you want to know the problems well money it takes it's cost a fortune way too much money it It just costs way it costs way too much money to do to produce a game like Uh, a quality you know like electronic arts like a hockey game and lacrosse like yeah that, that, that the money that it would cost to do that you know, you're just 
while we'd all love it being lacrosse people it you know it's not going to sell to people outside of the lacrosse world know, therefore man. i don't know about that because like i think video like if it's a good game and people like maybe that's the way you turn on a whole new audience to lacrosse like just like they start to play this game and go holy shit this sport is nuts like with what you're allowed to do and get away with and all the right like I don't know. I I know it'd be a huge risk financially for for the investors to to go out on that limb. I I don't know. I feel like that return would come in in more ways than one. Not well, I'm not on I'm not on your investor list. Yeah, you're not. You're telling me that's not that's not happening. Okay. I I, I just don't think it's it, it's not realistic. I, believe me. I got I, I've got a I know a lot of people in the video game business. Yeah. And and I like high level, and I've had those conversations, and that's why I can confidently say, like, you know, listen, there's been versions, like little things that I, that I remember once or twice that came out. Well, yeah, that blast. Um, Casey Powell's got his his games uh, with field lacrosse, but never really a legit box lacrosse game. It has yeah, been I mean, to do, like, I, I'd love to be able to tell you you know, what it costs to produce a game like NHL by EA Sports. Well, I mean, the number is probably, like, it's probably crazy. So, um, it would be great. I'd love it. Okay. Um, What else? Did you get to the Hammer this weekend? No Hammer. We, we, I guess since we, we talked, yeah, we went, so we went must. We went last Tuesday. So, since we've talked, actually, we went down for practice and, uh, Everything was good. I mean, the room wasn't quite done, and which wasn't a terrible thing. The guys got to see, you know, some some of it, and and uh, but most importantly, we got to practice on the uh, on the floor for the first time, and you know, guys see the building or banners are up and and, and stuff like that. So awesome. it was a pretty exciting uh, week for the team to go down there for the first time and kind of check things out. Cool, man. Well, this week here on Lax Class, of course, we are going to continue our season previews as two more teams up this week. We got uh, the Georgia Swarm. We got the Halifax Thunderbirds. So, listen, two Western teams last week, two Eastern teams this week, just to keep things all copacetic. Uh, So... GM, uh, a man that does not do a lot of interviews or podcasts, for that matter, in one, well, he's also the the owner of the Georgia Swarm and the general manager, and a man I consider a friend of mine in John Arlotta. And I got to say, Jamie, the last time we had John Arlotta on the podcast was, I want to say, episode 99 and it was one, if not the most listened to episode of Lax Class of all time. And I, I think it's because John Arlotta was on and he just doesn't really do a lot of these. So I think a lot of people wanted to check that out. So hopefully they do that again as we got the GM and owner of the Swarm coming on and John Arlotta. And we got the head coach of the Halifax T-Birds. No mercy. Micah Kersey will be uh, on the podcast in quarter number three. Quick Sticks, of course, in quarter number four. And Stampy Stallion here in quarter number one, Jamie. And I want to say this because next week, starting next week, we should probably let the people know here. Format change is coming 
on lacrosse classified in a number of different ways. I think we'll probably shelve the, the stallion, maybe one more week of, of the Stampede Stallion, and then we're into actual live lacrosse. Like, I I never thought we were going to make it through here week after week after week after week through the pandemic, not being able to talk about games, breakdown games, preview games, bet on games, all the rest of it. I just didn't know if we were going to be able to, to fill it. And, and here we are just a couple of weeks away. So, Jamie, you have been absolutely outstanding on this podcast, you know, donating your time here to the people and, and giving them a behind-the-curtain look at a lot of things that people just don't normally get to hear or see or talk about. So first off, I, I want to thank you for that coming on here for the last few months and and donating your time. And we're going to try and figure out another way to kind of have you do, whether it's a weekly or a monthly or, or some kind of thing where when things like the, you know, like whether a video game has been seriously discussed with, with the board, things like that, we can bring you on, we can have that chat. But with, with the season coming up and who you got making its return, you can't really get in on the whole gambling aspect or the, the picks and that sort of thing that we want to dive into moving forward. Evan is actually going to join us for a, a segment each week as well and kind of break down the odds. And we've got a new little format that we've been working on for who you got. A little different than just straight up picks. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We're going to have Evan on each week as well. And I'm really happy to announce that my longtime broadcast partner and good friend, Bradley Challoner, is ending his uh, long hiatus here from Lax Class. Uh, he's gotten through the summer. He's feeling recharged. The NOL season is here. So Brad Challoner, starting next week, is going to make his return to the podcast here. So I think I, I covered everything off, Jamie. Uh, once again, thank thanks so much for doing this, man. And you're you've been so kind with your time, and and I can't thank you enough. So I'm getting booted, eh? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I listen, Jumbo, man. I love you. You know, I did this to uh, help. You know, just help out and help help a friend out, and uh, you know, try and lend some information and and stuff like that. And I'm happy to hear Brad's coming back and. You know, I'd be happy to stay on and do it, but you're right. It probably doesn't, you know, with the whole gambling aspect and picking games and this and that, that the, you guys are going to do over the next little while. It, it it probably isn't the right thing for me to be doing right now. And uh, listen, I'm happy to, you know, we'll You'll chat. Be back, you're going to be uh, back on because you know what happens is Brad's going to get all stressed out after the season. Something's going to, you know, he's going to have another kid or something. And, and then I'm going to be scrambling. Well, I'm not having any more kids. I can tell you that much. <laughs> me either. That is official. <laughs> there's, fact. there's no turning back for me either but anyways man so yeah we'll we'll get you back on and and listen you you got gm stuff to be to be worrying about as well you don't want to be and i think it's good like i think you know having a bit of a rotating door whether it's you or evan or brad i think keeping things like people probably get sick of me and they're like well why don't brad and evan do it or 
<laughs> Jamie, get me out of here for a while. But I think uh, having a little change of pace and, and some fresh voices on uh, from time to time has been a great thing as well. So with all that being said, Jamie, I think uh, it's probably time for you to mount up uh, up on the on the old buckaroos here. And let's head for the stand well, stable. What? 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 Well, I was just going to say, knowing that this is, I'm, I'm, now I'm even more excited about my pick today because this might be my last Stampede's pick, and, and I got a beauty, so let's go. Okay, give me up. We have reached the... We have reached the Stampede Stallion stables here, courtesy of Stampede Tack and Westernware, of course, Jamie. I still don't know if you've uh, tried on your Blundstone boots that have been sitting in your closet for I don't know how long, so you can let me know that. But while you think about that, I can also let you know that Christmas shopping is something you can do at Stampede Tack and Westernware. A lot of items might not be available for the new year, or you might have somebody that's hard to shop for. Don't worry, Stampede Tack and Westernware has you covered. Gift certificates. We talked about this last week. I love getting gift certificates, and I also love giving gift certificates and they have them there at stampede tack and western where get one of those then they can head into the shop or go online at stampede.ca and pick out exactly what they want want to head out to cloverdale they're at the high corner of highway 10 and 180th they've been there since 1966 or like i said shop local at stampede.ca weren't your blundstones yet jamie sorry i was on mute there um, I, I did try them on and I wore them briefly and they, yes, they are comfy. So like I said, the weather's turning here. Boot season. Um, Boot season. Yeah. Okay, man. Uh, like, like you just told the people, it's your pick. I'm ready for, for clues here. I'm going to, well, I don't know what your clues are going to be like, but I want to say, I'm going to set the over under at four clues here. I'm going to be able to guess this week's stallion. That's what you're giving me, eh? So make them good. Make them good. All right. Let me go here. Draft originally drafted by the Washington Stealth in the second round in 2012 entry draft. 2012 Washington Stealth second round pick. Oh, boy. Okay, next clue. Was traded the following year and has been with that same team ever since. <laughs> uh, okay, 2012 Stealth second round pick. So I'm trying to think of those teams that were, with, I think I was with Minnesota in 2012. So I'm trying to picture... Stealth teams. Okay, next clue. I'm not ready to guess yet. Clue three. Plays for the Toronto Rock. Brad Curry. No, but that's a great guess. Oh, he hard. wasn't drafted by he wasn't drafted by the Stealth Day. We drafted Brad Curry. Okay, okay. Other than that, it was a good guess. So, so he's with the Toronto. Oh, Billy Hostrauser. Billy Hostrauser. Give it to me. <laughs> my final. Stampede Stallion and uh, no one better than Billy Hostroser. 122 games he's played in this league. I, I was a little shocked he went 
I knew he went pretty high in that draft because we liked him, but 12th overall. Yeah, I, I um, wouldn't have uh, – that That kind of threw me off. That that's, Yeah, I that, knew it would. Yeah. That was the plan. Um, but once you, you said that he played for the Rock, then, then I'm just process of elimination. Guys that are – Former yeah. stealth players that played for that now play for the Rock, and it was either Brad Creek Could have been or Billy Holster. Brad Hickey. Oh yeah, Brad Hickey, but, but he doesn't play for, currently. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Listen, that's uh, a, that's a great have... pick, man. And I think that's another one of those guys that was just cut bait. I think like just released from this. Like you just picked him up. No, for... no, we traded for him. Okay. We traded for him. Um, I, I just think that you know he was. He was an East. I mean, to me, it probably didn't make sense that they drafted him because he's an Eastern guy. They're flying in every weekend and he didn't play for them in his rookie year. I think he played maybe half of the games for them. And then early in his second year, funny enough, we went out there and played them. He got in a fight with Mike Lumwalker. And uh, later that week we made a trade for him and, you know, he's been with us ever since. And, you know, we all know what Billy can do with his fists, but I'm, you know, one thing, Billy's a heck of a lacrosse player. And, uh, you know, you don't play 122 games in this league. He wears a letter for our team and just earned. Um, he's an absolute great, great person on and off the floor and an ultimate teammate. And uh, I think he fits the bill perfectly. Yeah, he, uh, 120 one. games in the NLL so far. And, like, I think he is uh, – maybe – like, he's not with – the players like I know all the players in the league know about Billy but I don't think like he gets mentioned enough when you talk about some of the best scrappers in our league like Billy will fight anybody and he and he does well he's done a good he's done a real good job against you know, a couple people that I think might be the toughest. Yeah, in like our suits. League, I've so. seen him go with suits a couple of times. I've seen like well, I've seen him, him take and a messenger. He had he he got he had a good one with messenger, and he caught messenger with a with a punch and split him open. I think Mike. I think messenger might be the toughest guy in our league. He's like scary, it didn't man. even it didn't even face him. He didn't even stop. Like. Um, did you see you the? Know, uh, sorry to catch you. Billy's off. become it's so much more. Uh, you know. Oh yeah. Yes, he's good with his. But it, like to me, that's the beauty of Billy. And I remember saying this to him when he was a young guy. It's like, listen, you you can't make it in this league just doing that. You have to become a player, and he's done that with us. He plays on our you know short man situation. He, he's earned his minutes on the floor. So the fact that he can. You know, throw his fists around if, if the team needs it. It's just an ultimate added bonus because, you know, he's making that team for what he's doing on the floor, playing-wise, you know, not just what he can do with his uh, mitts. Yeah, so. like you said, moved into a leadership role now as well and uh, always there, like healthy as can be when it when it comes to, to needing to play games as well. So, by the way, um, I'm just on your, your website here and I'm loving the new live chat feature you got working here on your website. I would like to implore every NLL team to add this to their website. This is new for you guys, right? This live chat. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it takes you into our, you know, ticketing department, ask any questions and stuff like that. Brilliant. So just, Absolutely you know, brilliant, try, man. Trying to make it easy for people, you know, if you got a question or want to know something about us or 
ticket options and this and that. So thanks for that. I like it. Yeah, smart. Uh, I was going to mention, you mentioned Messenger. Did you ever see the, the scrap between him and Priolo at Queen's Park there a couple of years ago? I think I did. Uh, I'll send I it to you. I remember, I remember Challenge said, Challenge. Yeah, he like they he just lands and they just hip tosses Priolo like oh, he's a hundred pounds or something like that. I'm just like, holy cow! Like, that was yeah. Priolo right there, not some. Yeah, some I listen. He's a strong, oh, strong man. man. Scary, like, scary uh, human being, man. Scary human. Yeah, being. yeah. I got a lot of respect for him. Well, I got a lot of respect for Billy Hostrauser, who just joined the stampede tack and western wear stallion stables welcome to the stables billy you are this week's stallion of the week we gotta take a break here jamie we gotta get to quarter number two season previews gm owner of the georgia swarm john orlotta back on the podcast lacrosse classified back after this Hey, this is Shane Jackson of the Georgia Swarm. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified for only game one podcast at a time. Jake Elliott, Jamie Dowick, and now joined by the owner and general manager of the Georgia Swarm. Entering his 14th year as owner, and uh, man, uh, John, we've, we've, we go a little ways back as well. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified. I was mentioning off the top of the show that Back on episode number 99 is when you made your debut here on Lax Class, and it remains to the day, I think, the most listened-to episode ever. So I'm hoping for a little repeat in history here. Welcome back to Lax Class. How are things? Uh-oh. I don't know why that would have been, but uh, hopefully I don't say anything uh, that isn't going to be good tonight to help you out here, Jake, because we've, we've known each other a long time now. I think... Uh, you recall uh, the early days when you were actually helping me to scout players out West, and I really appreciated that. No one knows more about those guys out West than you do. Well, yeah, I want to say that's like 2012, 2013, something, something like that. And I, and I think the reason for that, John, is that you don't really do a whole lot of, of these type of interviews or podcasts, or you're not a big guy on social media, if at all. So I think it's, it's exciting for the listeners and the fans of the NLL to get a, to get a chance to listen uh, to you because you just, you don't, you don't put yourself out there like, like maybe some other guys do. So I appreciate you coming on here and doing this. No, happy, happy to do it, Jake. You've done a lot for, for me and the swarm along the way. And we appreciate that. Well, thank you. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about the swarm here, John. Uh, another year down in in the south here in Georgia, and and things you know have steadily improved there. I would say as far as attendance and and your outreach and all the rest of it, uh, including a, a championship in in twenty seventeen. You've you've had a couple of weeks of training camp under your belt. Now it's a much different looking swarm team, I think, than the last time we saw them play. Uh, what are you most excited about heading into this season? Well, I think, uh, Jake, it is a very different team. And uh, I think that's going to be the case with uh, many teams this year, uh, but maybe a little bit more so on our side. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to uh, see the young kids come in and play. We're going to have, uh, looks like five rookies on the team. Um, I also did something that I don't often do. I signed a couple of free agents um, who have really meshed well with the team, and we're quite excited about that. But mostly it's about 
you know, just getting back out there and playing again. It was so good to see everybody at training camp up in, in Toronto. Um, it was good to be back together with the coaches and the players. And I think they felt the same way as I'm sure Jamie uh, would also um, say on, on his side. So it's great. Just great to be back. Excited about that. Excited to see the young kids come in. Um, and really excited to get going. Yeah, well, we'll talk about some of those young kids. Maybe we'll we'll start with uh, the offensive side of the ball here, John. And and I should probably mention this because you know that the Jamie, who is also a GM and an owner of a, another team here, is listening into all these conversations with head coaches and GMs that I'm having. I've allowed the guest to turn the script around here and ask Jamie one question that they might be curious about whether it be about him or the Toronto rock or what have you. So a lot of, a lot of different questions. Uh, For instance, Pat Merrill asked him where his favorite place to eat in Hamilton is now Uh, the previous week, Pat Coyle asked him for Denver Broncos tickets because Jamie's a season ticket holder (laughs) in in Denver. So he uh, got those too. Oh, good. Good. Well, think about, so think about that, John, uh, while, while we're having this conversation here, you get one free question to, to Jamie Dowick at some point. Uh, I've (laughs) heard, I've heard uh, Jordan McIntosh is is maybe sliding from the back door to the front door, going to play some offense with you. Of course, you got my favorite player to watch play the game right now in, in Lyle Thompson. You got the reigning MVP in Shane Jackson. I believe Brian Cole going to play up front, the returning veteran in, in Jordan Hall. Uh, Bomberry going to the front door as well, I believe. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, John. Who am I missing? Zach Miller? Maybe a, a status update on Miles Thompson. Yeah, actually, uh, COVID hit us pretty hard. Uh, we have a number of players that won't be playing because of uh, the COVID situation this year. Zach and Miles are are two of those players. So obviously, that uh, changes the offense even even more than um, you know just having uh, not having Randy Stotts around. Um, so uh, that we have a lot of things to replace there on the offensive side, but we're really really excited about uh, the way it's shaping up. Uh, Brendan is going to uh, move up front. Um, That's kind of been in the plans uh, all along, way back to when uh, we drafted him originally, Mm -hmm. wanted him to uh, start out playing some defense and then move up and uh, play offense, which he's going to do this year. We also uh, signed Seth Oaks, uh, who has played with Lyle a lot along the way. Right. And so, you know, we feel like the chemistry there is going to be quite good. And then on the right side, um, we drafted a kid in the second round, Thomas Semple, uh, who came into camp and did a really, really good job and made the roster. So, oh, great. He's, uh, uh, he's from my yeah. neck of the woods, John. Uh, very familiar with, with Tommy Semple growing up in Coquitlam and watching him play. I'm really excited to hear that about Thomas. Yeah, he did a great job in camp. Tough kid, uh, you know, really lacrosse IQ, high lacrosse IQ, just played really, really well for us. So, uh, you know, on the right side, we're, you know, we're going to be different. There's no question about it. We've got probably some time to develop some chemistry will be required. Um, but, uh, you know, the couple of exhibition games when we had all of those guys together, it was, it was good. Uh, Jordan will, will definitely play a bit more offense, but he's going to be playing out the back door, Okay, uh, but he'll play a bit more offense. I was kidding him, uh, that it might be, uh, Jordan McIntosh 3.0. <laughs> he, he's, he, uh, he started in the he league does, 1.0 yes. was, was Jordan, uh, as transition player of the year, I think in 2013, Played a lot of offense, then uh, really moved more to the defensive side in the, his later years as he's gotten older. 
And uh, this year, I think it'll be more, uh, you know, a little bit more of offense, but really playing out the, the back door, depending on how it goes on the right side, obviously, with the new guys. So that's exciting. On the left side, uh, Ethan, Ethan Walker, Walker. yeah, um, going to step yeah. into your lineup, I would think. Uh, Peterborough kid out of Denver University, absolute sniper. Like, this kid can fire the ball, John. Well, you're, you're right. Uh, and, of course, a lot of people wondered about that. Um, we were really happy to get him. I think it was with the eighth or ninth pick in the first round two years ago. Uh, didn't think he'd last that long. But he hadn't played uh, much in the summer because Peterborough has such a good uh, team every summer. So he hadn't gotten a chance to really show what he could do. But really excited about Ethan and what a great kid he is. Um, just really enjoyed having him around. And then uh, fourth round pick, Tanner Buck. Uh, Tanner Buck is, made our roster. Um, so he had, he had two great exhibition games. I think he scored four and one and three in another. Uh, and I had watched him in the ALL and um, really liked, uh, liked his game, really smart. Uh, we were kind of kidding around saying, gosh, he plays so much like Josh Sanderson. Oh. Uh, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be the next Josh Sanderson. <laughs> yeah, that's any praise. That's any praise. Yeah. Yeah. Orangeville no, kid, not, too, yeah. though, right? I, uh, out, I, of, I, out of the Northman organization, which is never a bad thing. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a smart player. Uh, they all are coming out of that organization. And uh, he's just done a really good job. Very gritty kid. So we're excited about him. He probably won't play every night. But uh, when he does get a chance to play, I think he'll contribute pretty uh, pretty well. Well, you got your defensive studs and, and Totten, and, and you mentioned Max going to be back there. I'm really excited to see the evolution of Carson Tarbell, who – just impressed the heck out of me during the world championships for the Iroquois and, and Joel White, of course, who's just an electric player to watch uh, weed him in uh, some young kids though, that you, that you mentioned off the top, John, that, that I'm excited to see in one Jeff Henrik and, and the other Hudson, two of your top draft picks here from a couple of years ago. Now, another year of physical and mental maturity. That's only going to help them coming into this training camp in this season for you guys. Well, you're absolutely right, Jake. And, uh, of course, we took Robert ahead of um, Jeff in the draft. Uh, we're really quite surprised when Jeff slid to us with that second pick. We just felt like we needed a little bit more size. Uh, so we took Robert first. Didn't expect to get Jeff. but uh, And Jeff will be out. He, he won't start the season. He's got uh, an injury, so he won't start the season. But he, he should be in by our third game. So we're pretty excited about that. But Really, two great young players. Um, defensively, we we really like. And then, uh, as a free agent, we signed Vaughn Harris uh, because we, you know, we we're a little light back there. And and Vaughn came in and did a great job. And he's going to be able to take some faceoffs uh, and take a little of the load off of uh, Jordan. So we're excited about that. The real surprise of uh, camp for us was uh, an American kid, Connor Kirst. Okay. Um, he made our roster. Uh, and, you know, he was uh, an attackman at Rutgers, uh, but he started his career in college playing D midi. And, and, you know, when I signed him, I said, Hey, you, would you mind uh, you know, trying this, this thing out on the defensive side? And, and uh, he did, and he did a great job. Um, so, again, he's one of those guys that uh, will get to play, and, uh, and, and he's an American kid that uh, really learned quickly. And that's good. that's good for the league that we get more of those kids coming in. He had never played box before, and it was amazing what he did out there. And you got a couple others uh, in Matt Dunn, of course, who, you know, continues to get better and better. I, tell me about T.J. Camizio. Did he make it? Yeah, so um, – 
Yeah, given given away a lot here, but I guess, yeah, I think we announced it today. Matt actually got injured oh. in the PLL, so um, he's not going to be playing this season. Oh, it's tough. Uh, something that uh, has been bothering him for a long time, and they just discovered exactly what it was. So he's he's not going to be able to play. TJ, yeah, he, he made the roster, and uh, he is uh, again in, in the exhibition games. Did a great job on the ball team. Really excited about TJ. It's uh, it's interesting because last year uh, he was uh, he couldn't crack the lineup, and he was a practice player, and said he wanted to come back and try it again, and uh, and he made the team. So excited for him. He worked hard, and uh, we're excited to see what he can do. And you love to see that out of a kid, right, John? When he, he sometimes you know you got to knock on the door a couple of times before before it get answered, and then maybe you got to knock one more time before you actually get to walk through it, sort of thing, and. It seems to me, before we get to your goaltenders here, that you and, and your coaching staff really went into this training camp with an open mind and a complete clean slate and really let guys make the decision for you on who was going to be on the Swarm this season. Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, that We had a number of openings. And uh, some of them that we didn't expect, you know, like, like you know, we, did, we expected Jeff to be able to go in camp. Uh, but uh, you're absolutely right. That's that's what happened. And guys competed hard. It was a good competition, positive competition. And uh, it was hard to cut a few of the guys at the end there, quite frankly, that uh, were really, really close and wouldn't surprise me if they turned up on some other teams, quite frankly. Well, you you have, and I think that's going to be a case for for a lot of teams. And we've already kind of seen that with uh, with a couple of guys get get released and, and essentially snatched up and, and signed to another team within ten fifteen minutes of of the the news coming. Uh, your goaltenders, you got you got the pool in wall back, which is never a bad thing, Mikey Pool. And I don't know how many years Mikey's got left, but he he sure looked good back in twenty nineteen, winning himself a gold medal. Uh, and then a couple of younger guys in behind him. I, I know I was talking to Lane Rushka's father, and he's been pretty happy with, with how Lane has been progressing. And Craig Wendy, who you acquired from, from Rochester, to kind of follow in the footsteps of Mike Poole, and a couple of really good young up-and-calling goaltenders to, to follow a, a real established veteran in Mike Poole. Yes. Uh, well, we're hoping Mike stays around for a while, quite frankly. He hasn't uh, lost anything, really, in my mind. Uh, and he's such a, a great leader on our team. Uh, so uh, is, is we, John, we sorry, John, is, is Mike yeah. pooling? Sorry to cut you off. And, and, and I, yeah. is he going to be a guy that steps into your front office when his playing days are done? Like it, it almost seems to me like he's just born for that kind of a role. Oh, you're, that's a good assessment. Uh, absolutely. And uh, Mike and I talk about that, uh, if he's interested when he's done, definitely would like to have him in this organization. Uh, he represents everything that, that we like to have in our, our people. And, um, you know, I certainly would be excited to have him do that. So you're absolutely right. Good, good catch on that, uh, Jake. And, and the two young guys, maybe just touch on Wendy and, and Hrushka. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, Craig was with us before. Um, just felt like uh, going into this season, had we had – a season last year and Lane had had an opportunity to be in camp and we had an opportunity to actually see him play, which we, we did not, uh, then may not have made the move to bring Craig in. Uh, but he'd been with us before the guys on our team really like Craig. Uh, it's a great fit. And, um, and so, yes, we, we needed a guy like that, a veteran presence 
And he's been great with the young guys, not just Lane, but uh, also Aiden Walsh. Mm. Uh, so both Aiden and Lane are, you know, going to be on our practice squad, and, and Craig will start the season on the roster. Awesome. And and I guess the one other change comes on on the guys behind the players on the bench, and not so much a change, but maybe just a departure. As the big dog there, Dan Latissure, now the head man for the New York Riptide, and it looks like uh, George is just going to go with a, a tandem here, and an experienced one at that. So I don't think there's going to be any drop off there. But one last guy on the bench is you still have your head man Ed Camo and, and Sean Ferris flanking him. Yes, uh, and you know, Dan, uh, really happy for Dan. Uh, happy to see him get a head coaching job. Um, Jamie, you'll remember uh, we talked and uh, you, you just gave Dan a great recommendation when I was looking to hire someone on the offensive side. And, and uh, we both kind of agreed it would be a good experience for him uh, coming from the D side to go do some offensive work and work with Ed and worked out really well for Dan. Very happy for him. On our side, just decided, uh, you know, we've got we've got a couple of players that could retire soon. And uh, and so, uh, you know, a guy like Jordan Hall, if he chooses to coach one day, he did yeah. a little coaching in the sixes this year. Yeah. He's, uh, I think, thinking about that. So we thought we'd leave that position open. And also, we knew that we were going to have a change uh, on the offensive side and to get Ed and Ed's experience working with the new guys, um, I thought was important. Ed was willing to do it. Uh, thankfully, uh, the only issue is we looking at ourselves and say, what happens if, if Ed or Sean are, are not available because of COVID? Well, you're on the bench uh, then, John, you just yeah, step right yeah, down I onto the, the luxury box there on, uh, right onto the bench. That would be pretty pathetic, but, uh, <laughs> I think we have a few other options before me. Uh, but anyway, yes, both, uh, both Chai and Ed have worked together for so long. So, uh, I think they could take it on. Um, and then we're going to get the benefit of having Ed work directly with the offense himself this year with the young guys that we have. A couple of more minutes here with the owner and general manager of the Georgia Swarm, John Arlotta. And, and John, you've been known since getting down there to Gwinnett County and the Infinite Energy Center of kind of rolling out some big names and, and acts uh, during halftime or pregame or postgame, whatever the case may be. Can you give the listeners a little insight or maybe a, a couple of things to look forward to for swarm season down there in Georgia this season? Well, I think it, it'll be a lot of uh, what they've seen in the past. Actually, uh, those acts, uh, we were talking about that the other day in the playoffs. Um, we had uh, ludicrous. Yeah. And, that was incredible. Uh, and if, if Atlanta guy enough, too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. He was great. And the fans absolutely loved it. That's that's one we'd do again if we had the opportunity, but probably uh, during the season, we wouldn't do a lot of that. The biggest thing we do is a diamond drop now, Jake. And right. uh, the yes. women just go out on the floor and battle <laughs> for, uh, for those, things. Uh, those things fly, you know, the little oh, yeah, uh, parachutes yes. coming out of the top of the oh, arena. It's it is awesome. it's huge. It and uh, awesome. it's fun to watch. Oh, it is the best. Did you, you see that, Jamie, when, when they did that? Uh, I guess it was a couple of years ago now, but it is just mayhem on turf. It is like one of the best visual experiences you're ever going to witness. Uh, John, that's all I got. Jamie, do you want to, you got anything for, for the GM or owner of the swarm here, John Alorado? No, I, I don't have anything for John. I think that's a great recap. I think. John came into this league a couple of years before me and, uh, you know, someone I consider to be a, a, 
you know, a, a great partner of mine as a, as a fellow owner, uh, GM. I, I have all the respect in the world for John, and I think he does a great job with his franchise. And um, you know, yes, yeah, some changes this year, but they'll they'll be up for the challenge. And and I wish him nothing but the best. Obviously, once oh. he's playing against the Rock. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. If there's one thing I know about John Arlotta is he pours his complete heart and soul into the Georgia Swarm each and every year. John, uh, I promised you a one question for Jamie Dowick if he got one. Yeah, I sure do. How does the rock look, Jamie? Give me the uh, sixty or ninety second version, depending on what Jake allows you. Yeah, uh, um, you know, I, I'm excited, John. I think, uh, you know, from from my standpoint, I like to think uh, we built this team to compete for a championship, and and those are the expectations. We obviously made the deal with you with Jason Noble and brought in Mitch Snow, and I, th- I think our defense is going to be what we expect it to be. We think it's going to be real good and fast and and, uh, you know, the offense, we got some guys up there. So, you know, our expectations are high, but like, you know, uh, any, uh, you saw the NFL again this weekend, like any given weekend, I, I think any team can, can beat any team. So, um, I do like the new format, um, that we get to play it all in our division and kind of, uh, to me, the teams that are going to make it there are going to earn it. And uh, I'm excited. I, I, I believe we got a team to, to challenge. So uh, hopefully the, the boys back me up on that. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's always fun for us to, to play uh, the Rock. And, and we are in Toronto this year, right, Jamie? Is that right? Yeah, they right? moved yeah. that, actually. We moved that game uh, up a couple hours so that we could get Lyle on uh, game of the week up here in Canada. Because obviously everyone needs to see Lyle play. And... Uh, yeah, we've developed a great little, uh, you know, a lot of the players are, are gone probably, but, you know, more so probably for me than you. But, you know, we've developed a nice little rivalry between the two teams. And I, I think that comes from, you know, good battles in the playoffs and just being competitive teams and, and both wanting the same thing. So, um, like I said earlier, nothing but respect for for the swarm. I got, and, a, I got a great and, memory of the swarm and rock from a playoff game. What was it? John? Yeah. Don't go there. Don't go there. Or something like that. I, I can I see you that. up. In, I can see you up in the 500 level with your two oh, arms. No, I was on the, bench for that one. on the bench for that. Doing, uh, doing the two arm thing on the bench. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, that was, was that, was that the, over game. that's right. Was that the, the, the J card, uh, dunk from behind the net or something? That's where we got we got screwed in Rogers. Everyone scored that night. I think you had over twenty goals that night. You were uh, you were the fifth seed in the West, but you were hot as can be going in. So you you crossed over and played us as the one seed, and then just absolutely demolished us. And uh, yeah, listen, that was the start. That was the start of a good. You know, that was the start of your run, as far as I'm concerned. you know, followed yeah. that up with Lyle, and 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 the rest is kind of history with the championship along the way. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a great run since then. But you know, it it is always, always, always a great game when uh, we play the Rock, and uh, it's so intense. Uh, you know, and and a lot of our guys have their parents at the game in Toronto, which makes it even you know more intense for them. 
so it's always a great game. And, and Jamie, I also remember you knocking us out of the playoffs too. So we're, I'll call it even for right now. Uh, uh, hopefully right. that All won't right. happen this year, but we'll see. I could see a rock uh, swarm matchup come playoff time very, very easily. John, uh, as always, I I appreciate uh, your time and your candidness here on on the podcast. I know uh, Andy's down there in Georgia working hard. Give my best uh, to your lovely wife, Bobby, and and the rest of the family, and and hopefully uh, we get to see each other soon. Will do. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you as well. The owner, general manager of the Georgia Swarm, John Arlotta, and and like you said, Jamie, just one of the great owners of, of our league here. And I really, really enjoyed my time with the Swarm franchise uh, for the few years that I got to work with John in, in, in Minnesota at the time, mind you. But same people and, and same organization, and, and it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Thanks, Zach. Oh, still there. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. uh, Well, let's take a break here, Jamie, and let's get to halftime. And then the third quarter, head coach of the Halifax Thunderbirds, No Mercy Mike Akersey on the other side. Keep it right here. Lacrosse Classified. Back after this. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience and extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment. Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey, this is Mark Matz, the Team Canada, Saskatchewan Rush, and the Peterborough Lakers. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified, growing the game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified as we move into third quarter action. Second half is now underway Thanks to Associated Labels and Packaging for continuing to sponsor the podcast here. Need a label, need a package. Associated Labels and Packaging is your place to go, focusing on ethics, quality, and of course, family-owned, best in the business, always on the cutting edge of new technology, environment, always on the forefront, and they just do damn good work there. So check them out, AssociatedLP.com. Season preview is continuing here on Lax Class as we welcome back to the podcast the head coach of the Halifax Thunderbirds, Mike Kersey, back on. Uh, Mike, thanks for joining us. I know uh, a little hiccup here getting you on uh, back on the pod. Uh, down in Michigan with, uh, with, with the big boss, Kurt Steyer's having yourself a time. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. Yeah, we're just uh, down hunting in, uh, in Michigan and uh, enjoying our time down here, so uh you know i uh needed a walk in the woods before the uh the storm of the season comes so yeah. it's uh a tradition of ours we, we like to get out hunting in the fall and okay. having fun I, you didn't strike me as an avid woodsman but uh you're into the whole uh outdoors camping hunting fishing all that sort of stuff yeah all of that i grew up on a farm out in uh, effingham which is just outside of pelham and uh you know we uh you know, we lived outside. My mom would kick us out, uh, out outside after breakfast, and uh, she would bring us in at uh, dinner time. And you know, we ate lunch outside, and that's just the way we kind of lived our life. So um, we were always playing. I had a couple other brothers, so we were always either playing lacrosse or going for hikes or going fishing in the creek down uh, down the street. We would uh, the outdoors is was where I spent a lot of time as a as a kid. Okay, so how? Okay, well then maybe you can answer this. 
then, if before we get into the T-Bird stuff here, if you're a bit an outdoors guy, how'd you become a, a famous TikTok dancer then? If uh, if you've kind of been, was that the daughters that influenced you there? I suppose. Yeah, my my daughters uh, do competitive dance, and they they dance all over Canada and the U.S. And uh, so we were just bored one day, and they were doing all these TikToks. I'm like, I can do that, and they just started <laughs> laughing. So I did one and they, they're, they just, you know, they chuckled at it and they're like, well, if you want to do a good one, let's do one together. So I thought, oh, okay, let's, let's try it out and see what happens. And the rest is history. The rest is history indeed. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's get into it here, Mike. Uh, Halifax Thunderbirds, a sure. few weeks under your belt at, at training camp now and, and lots to talk about, man. Like, I, I don't know how many right-handed offensive players you have on your roster. It seems like 10, but maybe we'll, we'll go down that road in a little bit. But give me your uh, summary after a few weeks at camp. I saw uh, Stevie Keogh getting after it uh, in, in an exhibition game, but who's who's jumped off the page at you coming out of training camp so far? Um, I think, uh, you know, we, we've had, obviously, a really good training camp. You know, we're We've had a couple of good games and and seen a lot of, of good young players that are kind of up and coming. You know, obviously now towards the end of camp, you're, you're dwindling your numbers and, and trying to make sure you got the right guys in place. Uh, I think Chris, Chris Bushy's had a fantastic camp. Um, you know, a couple of goals in each game. You know, he's he's moving really well. You know, he took the time off in, in COVID and really got in got into shape and is is playing great. Um, you know, the usual suspects, Hossick, Wiz, those guys are obviously young studs, but you know, Scott Campbell continues to amaze me. You know, the guy's 40 <laughs> years old. And, huh? Uh, I would say he looks in the best shape of his, yeah, he looks in the best shape of his life and is, is playing phenomenal. Even at practice when we're, you know, getting up and down and pushing the pace for the guys, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that's leading the uh, charge. So about- he always impresses me. I can't say enough about his about him what about uh, the the other guy that's a little long in the tooth there mr delicious david brock how's he how's he looking uh coming out of camp yeah i mean brock brock he looks good too i think our older guys are have shown up a little bit of our young guys too you know when it came to coming into camp prepared and ready to go they're both uh all of all of our older veteran guys have really uh you know done what they needed to do over our COVID break and are ready to get back to it well, let's let's start here with the right-handers because I think this is the most intriguing position on your roster by by looking at it. Reese Dutch, Chris Bushy, Clark Peterson, Stephen Keel, Austin Shanks. Are they are they all going to see like are they all going to be able to see the turf here on a on a regular basis in Halifax? That's a lot of bodies for for one spot. Yeah, I think you know you 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 know if you're going four and three and you're playing four four righties. Um, you know, obviously you're going to, you're going to have some guys sitting out, but I think, you know, over a long season and with, with veteran bodies, you know, injuries happen. And I think you have to kind of stock your shelves to prepare for those moments and make sure that you have guys that can step in and play seamlessly. And I think all of those guys can step in and and be game changers for us and, and have in the past. So, um, you know, obviously Dutchie's new to the, uh, the roster, um, but a consummate professional and yeah. he's played in those big games and had those big game moments, um, which are re- really, you know, priceless, you know, to have those experiences and, and uh, you know, have those, those big game experiences. So yeah, we're excited about him. I think the, 
you know, we want to make sure everybody's fresh every week. And, uh, you know, having those righties allows us to do that. Well, a guy that will be fresh for you will be Steph LeBlanc and and especially coming off a a year off and and getting his body right. But now living local to, to the area, I think he's, he's going to be ripe to go and, and you team him up with Cody Jameson and Kyle Jackson over there. And and then I would expect uh, Eric Fennell to kind of be the guy that's pushing those guys to get into the lineup. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've, we've got, you know, some, some superstars and stuff and, uh, um, and jammer and uh again they're they they they're coming ready to play and then you got some some good young athletic guys and Kyle Jackson and Eric Fennell you know Eric's big body you know he's he, he makes his presence known at the uh on the offensive side of the ball and he definitely helps he's going to help free up those guys to to allow them to uh do their thing as well so and Eric can put the ball in the net I mean he's he's a great finisher so yeah, we feel comfortable with the roster that we have up front for sure. And then I was just going to say, and then if you just want to stick the cyborg on the floor for like 60 minutes, he could just play offense, defense, take face-offs, maybe stop a few shots and goal as well. Uh, I'm sure if we asked him to, he would definitely try. But um, Yeah, he's uh, he had a good, good year last time and uh, lots of transition opportunities. But yeah, he's uh, the guy can play for days, so... I'm sure he would he would give it his best effort if we if we gave him the opportunity to play more often. Speaking with Micah Kersey, head coach, uh, in in the bush here in Michigan somewhere. So please excuse the the sketchy Wi-Fi here as we work through a season preview with the Halifax Thunderbirds and like Jake Withers is a name for me that like he's such a he's so good at faceoffs that I think it sometimes overshadows how an effective he is as a defender he's he's like quality at defense and and of course one of the best draw guys in the league as well yeah I, again he, he always gets underestimated and everybody thinks so you know he's a great face-up guy and you know he gets you the ball but he does so much uh more than just take face-offs you know he is he's very strong uh, he's good in transition. Like the guy is, is really underrated. And, and I really truly believe that at some point in his career, he, he should be up for, you know, defensive player of the year. Cause he, he really is that good. Unfortunately, he's, he's excels uh, a lot in one area yeah. that tends to overshadow the defensive efforts that he puts on the floor game in and game out. Well, Tyson Bell, who you acquired in a deal who might have the, best headshot in in the league uh <laughs> this season if you haven't seen fantastic. that uh, yeah. fantastic headshot yeah, unbelievable <laughs> stuff there but maybe talk about a, a couple of the newcomers uh the big rigs ethan riggs there joining the squad and then nonkon thompson who i know has been been around but i think he's ready to take a step forward and, and be a mainstay in your lineup as well yeah i think you know you look at uh you know nungo and um trevor smith guys that we had we had drafted uh, the previous year yeah um you know having that season under the belt and, and some time to to mature i mean both of those guys i'm expecting big things from and they're they're really i expect them to take their game to the next level again this year so uh those are two big ones and obviously we you know we got rigs in the draft and you know he's a big body and um you know we'll see how he develops and continues to develop over the season 
And uh, well, we think long-term, he's got some really good parts that uh, I think he's going to be a good defender in this league. Yeah, and your middle core guys, Gillies, Robinson, uh, you could put uh, Luke Magnin in that conversation as well. So a nice little core there. And, and then you look uh, in between the pipes and, and mm-hmm. Warren Hill – will be your number one guy, no question about that. And and you go out and, and you pick up uh, a nice little insurance marker here and a and a former NLL champion and Aaron Bold who's making himself a comeback and, and then your third guy, Chase Martin. Yeah. You know, again, we you gotta be solid between the pipes to win championships. And uh you know Warren had an outstanding season for us and we wanted to make sure that, you know, if Warren is struggling, we can have somebody that, that can uh, you know, give us the best opportunity to win. And, uh, you know, Boldu was available and he came out, he's had a great camp. And uh, again, it's that championship experience that, uh, that really is important. And uh, whether it's in a backup role or whether he's, he's on the floor, you know, starting for us at some point over the season, um, he's going to bring that experience to our locker room. And I think that's, you know, we want to, we're going to do our best to get to the championship this year and, um, he's definitely going to be a part of it. Well, you're going to get a, a good taste right out of the gate, taking on Saskatchewan. Of course, people still talking about that game, Mike, that that went down there at the at the nest a couple of years ago. And I know it didn't didn't go your way, but that's really the signature game for you guys that engage that fan base that just looks rabid for another Halifax Thunderbirds season on on the come up here. And and you got to be excited for that. I know you got back for the orange and purple game and kind of reconnected with the fan base there. A uh, lot of vibe and, and a lot of excitement around Halifax and the Thunderbirds. Yeah, I mean, the city has really embraced us and they're, um, you know, we're doing really well with, with tickets and, and season tickets. And, you know, they're, they're just hungry for for the action that we gave them, you know, a year and a half ago. So, you know, having that purple and orange game, I think was important just to kind of, again, give a taste of what they've missed and, and have that experience. And, um, you know, it helps our marketing team in Halifax, you know, having that there. So um, they want it. They're, they're excited about it. They, they love the excitement that we provided to them last year, gave me a few heart attacks and some of those games come trying to come back from behind in the fourth yeah. quarter. But, um, you know, we put a good product on the floor when we were there last time and we're going to put a good product on the floor this year as well. Well, you guys do an amazing job uh, on and off off the floor. I know uh, you got my guys there and, and, and Tyson and Charlie and, and Patty Gregoire as well, even Audie now mm-hmm. uh, joining the squad. So uh, A-plus effort in, in that regard. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to see it, man. I think Halifax, so obviously you guys are going into the season ranked right up there with one of the favorites to, to make it to the finals. So, you know, those guys aren't usually all that far off when it comes to that sort of thing. Uh, we got Jamie Dowick, if he's still awake with us right now, Mike, uh, Jamie, anything for, for no mercy here? No, I don't, I don't really have much for Mike. I mean, I, you mentioned the TikTok thing. I know, I know Mike's daughters and uh, I've met him through the summer and uh, I, I love what he did with that, but no, I don't have anything too much about the team. Um, you know, I know Mike does a good job coaching them and I know they'll be real prepared and, and they're going to be a tough team this year. So look forward to the battles with them for sure. All right, Mike, uh, everybody gets a free one. Uh, Jamie Dowick, what do you, what do you got for, uh, for, for JD here? Besides, uh, besides Toronto, who's going to win the, uh, NLL championship this year. <laughs> Besides Toronto, who's going to win the NLL championship this year, I will take uh, Saskatchewan. 
Saskatchewan. Can I ask you? Jamie, you're no longer my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd go someone in the West. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably pretty to predict. Can I ask you, Mike, if it's not Halifax? Yeah, you... very, very, poli- very political answer. Well done, yeah. Jamie. Very political. If it's not Halifax, <laughs> Mike, who do you think it'll be? Um, it's not. An easy I think there's question. some teams that are really. I, I know Toronto. They have. Hey, they. Unlike Jamie, I'll, I'll say you know Toronto. I think is is poised to make a big run too. I think they got, you know, great goaltending, good defense. They they're good in transition. Um. They got a lot of offensive studs. I mean, they, they put that all together. They're going to be a real tough team. You know, you look at Buffalo's offense, uh, you know, they've got a very strong, tight-knit group there. I think they're going to score lots of goals. You know, the big question mark there is, you know, can the defense um, continue to rely on Matt Vince to, to win games? So um, I, I think any either one of those teams in the East, I think, would be are, are going to be right there. Um you know, obviously, I think you you look at Sask. I think they're they're going to be the best team in the West. Um, hopefully, their goaltending holds up. I think that might be uh, you know something that could be their Achilles' heel if uh, if Shoot doesn't uh, step up and and really uh, step into that starting role. So it's really I think you know in when you will look at championships, as defense and goaltending are are huge parts of that. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about Sask's defense. They're outstanding. Uh, I don't know if the goaltending will will hold up in big games. So, well, we're all. So, if I was calling a team, I would. Uh, I'm going to be. Eh? I said, well, I was just going to say, we're all about to find out here in, in less than a couple of weeks, Mike. I mean, the season is is finally yeah. on the horizon. Yeah, it's yeah. You guys go. It's been so you long. You got Sask and us right out of the gate, don't you hear, Mike? We come out there week two, don't That's we? Right. So, so if you guys start with Sass, you, you got do. You do. It's that's not that's a not an easy schedule out of the gate. I must say, I didn't I didn't pick up on that. That's that's definitely a, a tough a tough litmus litmus test yeah. right off the hop. But we'll be ready. Okay. Yeah, I have no doubt. Well, about I'm, sure you, ready, I'm um, sure you will. I'm sure you will. Go out there and. and See what happens. I almost just want to just stop talking and just let you guys uh, get into it a little bit. I feel like tensions are starting to Answer run high. All right, yeah, yeah. No, like- Mike and I are good, man. Mike, Mike, uh, I got to know Mike over the last couple summers, helping out with Oakville, and uh, you know we're we're good, man. I, I like what Mike's doing there. I think he does a great job. He's a good coach. They got a great team. Right. Um, yeah, they're they're going to be in the mix for sure, and and. Uh, I look forward to the battles with them. They're always good battles. Kurt's a great owner, great franchise. Um, I'm hoping for, you know, big crowds in Halifax and, and you know, continued success off the floor as well there. They, they started something good there. So, we're no, we're totally good, man. Right, a lot of respect for them. unfinished business. Uh, Mike, uh, enjoy the rest of yeah. the, the, the great outdoors there in, in Michigan. Say hi to Mr. Styers for me. And uh, keep keep Batley in check back there in Halifax as well, please. Always, always well. But, uh, yes, I'll definitely say hi to Kirk. Appreciate your time, Mike Kersey. Good, good luck with the Halifax Thunderbirds this season. Thanks a lot for having me on. See you guys. See you, Jamie. See you, bud. There you go, uh, Mike Akersey, and uh, sounding pretty confident about the upcoming season, and rightly so, I would say, when you kind of look at that roster top to bottom, Halifax is going to be in the mix uh, when it's all said and done. Yeah, they will. I mean, uh, you know, obviously for all of us, you know, injuries and things as we go through the years could be factors, but 
you know, last time we played, you know, they're, they're much, they have the same thoughts as I do. You know, last time we played, they were one of the better teams. They think they've added some pieces that are going to push them over the top. And, and I'm sure their expectations are no different than mine. They, they, it's, they, they think they've built a team to win. So that makes for, uh, an exciting season coming up because there's a lot of teams that feel like that. Not just them, not just me. There's lots of teams around this league that, you know, truly believe that they've built a team to win now. So it's going to be exciting. Absolutely. And it's all going to get going in just a couple of weeks. Face-off weekend, December the 3rd. I cannot wait. Man, I cannot wait. Uh, big thanks to Mike Akersey. For stopping by, let's uh, get to, well, no, let's uh, let's tell you about our good friends at Stampede Tech and Westernware first here, Jamie, before we get to break, because uh, lots of things to talk about, about Stampede Tech and Westernware, and if you're, you know, having a hard time finding a Christmas gift that Stampede Tech uh, usually has in stock, but they don't right now. It's coming, so just hang tight on that. Pick up a gift certificate. We talked about that earlier. But what they do have right now, and a ton of, is boots. Ariat, Boulet, Canada West, Blundstone, and more. It doesn't really matter if you're looking for cowboy boots, motorcycle boots, or even work boots. Any kind of boot that you need, Stampede Tack and Western Wear is going to have it. Boots for men, boots for ladies, boots for kids, boots for everybody. Stampede.ca, where shopping online is still shopping local. Or head out there to Cloverdale at the corner of Highway 10 and 180th. They've been there since 1966. Now, it's time to take a break, Jamie. And it's time to move into the fourth and final quarter. Quick sticks are around the corner here on Lax Glass 159. Back after this. Hey everyone, this is Charlie Ragusa with the Halifax Thunderbirds. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. All right, lacrosse fans, back. Quarter four is underway, which means no more breaks here on the podcast. We like to do quick sticks here in quarter number four, but before we get going on those, i got to tell you one more time here. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, hit that subscribe button. Throw down a quick review as well. Much appreciated on that. If you want to follow us on social media, the show is at Lax Class on Twitter, Lacrosse Classified on Instagram. We've got a Facebook page. We've got an email address at lacrosseclassified at gmail.com. I am at PXP for sports. By the way, Jamie, I'm coming up on a month tweet free here. I think I might break the break the silence coming up uh, in a couple of days. It's been a month. I think it might be time to to return to Twitter. I'm still debating, but uh, I'm feeling like that might happen. You can follow Jamie Dowick at J Dowick uh, or Dowick J, I believe, on Instagram. I think you reversed it there. So follow us along on social media. We would appreciate that as well. And if you got any questions, comments, concerns, or anything like that, you can always reach us by a variety of ways. Uh, Quick Stick sponsored by the NLL, Jamie. And uh, Man, there's lots to talk about here in in Quick Sticks. Uh, A couple of NLL-related Quick Sticks. Um, Just saw a press release today, in fact. NLL Unite. And I think Jessica Berman, Deputy Commissioner, started uh, this initiative quite some time ago. And it's still a bit of a work in progress. But I just kind of want to 
read off the the three kind of pillars of NLL unite here if I if I may so just uh stand by Heritage involves honoring the history of lacrosse and being advocates for the Indigenous community. It connects inherently with our sport, NLL players, and staff. Inclusion, focused on making sure anyone who wants to play, watch, or experience the NLL feels welcome. We want more people and kids having access to lacrosse. We embrace the challenge to make lacrosse for every. And service, highlights the community efforts of the league and its teams as the NLL is now in 15 markets across North America and will work positively to impact our communities and give back. NLL Unite. I love to see this, Jamie, and it's only going to get bigger and better as we move along. Yeah, that was an exciting announcement today, and I know they've been working hard on that. And so, uh, you know, great, great release leading up to the start of our season guaranteed rate is uh another release i saw earlier in the week uh, the nll partnering up with uh i believe this is like a mortgage company here if i'm not mistaken yeah i don't know if you got more details on this jamie but uh what are they doing here patches on the jerseys if if i'm not mistaken is that right i'm not sure to be honest with you okay um <laughs> I think that's the deal. One of a, a new new sponsor here for the National Lacrosse League, guaranteed rate. I believe they're putting patches on on everybody's jerseys. And the other thing they're doing here is is putting uh, Hamlet decals. We talked about this about a month ago. I think Kurt Styers and the Halifax Thunderbirds starting this initiative for Every Child Matters. And this is part of NLL Unite. They're they're wearing the helmet decals on the back of every helmet in the National Cross League of Every Child Matters. I just happen to be wearing my Every Child Matters t-shirt today, which works out nicely. Uh, the TSN Game of the Week schedule has been released, Jamie. And this is big time news. Warriors get six games on the network. Four away, two at home. Toronto, however, I mean, you are like uh, TSN Central here, Jamie. You get how many? You got like seven of your games on, on TV, I believe. And, and I don't know how many home games here, but it's a lot. The Rock and TSN. Six, six home games. Okay. So that's big time stuff there, man. Congratulations on that. If you want to check out the full NLL TSN Game of the Week schedule, you can do so on the website at NLL.com. While you're there, you can sign up for the newsletter, and then you can go shopping to get your favorite team's swag on fanatics.ca or nllshop.com. Thanks to the NLL for sponsoring Quick Sticks. Uh, What else do we have here? The officials had their training camp over the last weekend, so they're getting set to go. Speaking of training camps, I saw San Diego and Halifax playing a little exhibition game. And during that exhibition game, you actually sent me this, Jamie. Stevie Keogh and Graydon Bradley got after it. And my word, talk about landing one on the button. Keogh, I love this guy, man. Like, he does it all out on the floor. Took on a guy that's probably 30 pounds heavier and about six inches taller and just popped him right on the button and dropped them. Yeah, he doesn't care. He, uh, he, he He's as tough as they come, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, there, there's a grizzled vet fighting in the preseason game. Uh, I don't know what led to it or how that came about. But, yeah, Stephen Kehoe has always been a, a scary customer when it comes to throwing the mitts around. Fire is still burning bright for one Stephen Kehoe. 
few more quick sticks to go here, if I can uh, find them once again. Uh, Sean Evans named Switzerland's head box lacrosse coach. That's a nice little get there for the Swiss. We talked about Evan coming back for who you got, and, and we'll break that down a little more next week. I saw this today. In fact, the OJLL and JVI have hooked up uh, for, for a broadcasting agreement for the Ontario Junior Lacrosse League. Love to see this. JVI and the OJ, so more games for more eyeballs, especially for us Western folk who have long wanting to been able to watch Junior A Lacrosse in Ontario. It looks like it's going to happen this year. That's a good thing. Um, at first line underscore lax. Check out this Twitter account. This been this guy's and I don't know who it is, but if you're into kind of analytics and, and all that sort of stuff, check out first line underscore lax. This guy's been kind of breaking down games from 2019 and floor time and shooting percentages and graphs and charts and all sorts of crazy stuff. And uh, I think he's worth a follow if you're into that kind of thing. So I wanted to get that out there. The ALL held their Western uh, draft uh, last weekend, and I'm not sure what's going on there. They got like five goalies and 30-plus guys on every roster, so I'm not exactly sure how that's all working. But uh, if you want to check that out, you can go to the ALL Twitter account and see all the names that were drafted on the 20th. And I think the last one I got here is just uh, to... I mentioned the last week as well. Got a new sponsor coming up here on the podcast. I've been kind of checking out uh, his company's work over the last couple of weeks via social media. And I'm, uh, I'm excited to announce this. Uh, maybe not next week, but uh, I think starting in December, we'll roll out our, our new sponsor here on Lax Glass, which uh, I'm happy to have on board. And with all that being said, if you are interested in sponsoring the show, feel free to get at me all those ways that I just mentioned to you off the top of the fourth quarter here, and uh, we can talk a little turkey. Speaking of turkey, Jamie, happy Thanksgiving to our friends down in America. And again, it's a bit of a awkward conversation or subject. I mean, I, even just me saying happy Thanksgiving, I think to myself, what the hell did I just say that for? Let's not forget during this holiday down in America here, folks, that it's also Native Heritage History Month. And take a little time to educate yourself on what Thanksgiving really was and is to the Indigenous people. Because it is far, far from what you get taught in school. I will just leave it at that. And that'll wrap up uh, Quick Sticks. That's going to wrap up the program here. Jamie, thanks for, for doing this and, and a bunch previous to this once again. It was fabulous having you on. You will be back on the podcast in uh, in the coming weeks and, and months, I'm sure, in, in one format or another. I want to thank uh, John Arlotta. I want to thank Micah Kersey. I want to thank our listeners, and I want to thank our sponsors once again, Stampede Tack, the Vancouver Warriors, Associated Labels and Packaging, and the National 
Lacrosse League for sponsoring the podcast. We'll be back next week with EP160. But uh, for now, in the meantime and in between, time for Jimmy Doc, Kevin J. Kelly, and for the fastest game on two feet and for the creator. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay classified. 